0: This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. deep, going back, looking up, he will watch it fly! And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Goal! Cody Bellinger hits one out. He He's on. your home run derby. Champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe from spin rate to juiced balls to game changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town only on A's Cast Live. Now one and two. Big pitch right here. Olsen waits. Here it is. Breaking ball hit high into right field. Way back. No doubt how far will it fly halfway up the second deck. And Matt Olson on loads with a three-run home run, and the A's take a four-to-one lead. That was a moonshot at Minute Maid Park. Swung on it, belted deep down the right field line toward the foul pole. It connects off the foul pole. Grand slam, Matt Olson. He stands in, and he skies one to center. Back is Buxton, takes a look. Up it goes, and gone into the camera well. Matt Olsen is smoking hot. A two-run blast. That swung on. It hit the left center and hit well. Benintendi going back at the track. Turning around. He'll look and watch it fly. 0-2 to Olson. Deep in the box, a wide open stance. Kyle, kind of the stretch position. Now it turns and deals. And it's swung on by Matt and drilled the right in the corner. If it's fair, it's gone. It is. And the A's take the lead. Matt Olsen stays red hot with a second Zach home run to right field. Here's Chris Townsend.
1: Wow, you really had to go back to get all those. Because I'm gonna tell you, the All-Star, oh, I don't mean to start today with some alarming numbers, but I really have to bring it up because it's where the A's are. As they're heading into Houston, and they're going to play Texas, and then they're going to go to the All Star break. Right now, the ways are the way the A's are playing. It's not good. They're forty nine and thirty seven. That's a solid record, no question. But they're now three and a half games back in the West. And let me tell you, some of their key guys, including what the commander just put together, Matt Olson, and we we've talked about this in the A's clubhouse show. But lately. He just is not hitting at all. Last 13 games, Matt Olson is hitting a buck 70. 1-7-0 seven, zero, with zero RBIs. Now, every team's got to have an all-star, and you look at his overall numbers, yeah, but if every team didn't have to have an all-star, would he have made the team? His OPS the last 13 games, is 541. He is really, really struggling, and he's got a he's got to snap out of it because not only is it him, it's other guys too. What happened to Ramon Laureano? Last 11 games, he's hitting .093. So two of your big guns, basically, in the last couple of weeks, are hitting under 200. Ramon Laureano was just four for his last 43. What happened to him? It's unreal. I mean, the A's, they're just not scoring runs. They've lost 10 of their last 15, and in that time, they've scored 26 runs in 10 of those losses. They've got to snap out of this, and they got to get it going, because if they don't, Hey, the Houston Astros, you know, they had that little blip where they kept you around with splitting against Detroit and then getting swept at home by Baltimore. But they just went into Cleveland and swept a series, and they're still without Bregman, but they got the you know, Brantley's back in the lineup. Kyle Tucker's back in the lineup. This is going to be an interesting three days. And the way Houston has hammered ace pitching is alarming. Houston's hitting 311, 15 home runs, 67 runs scored so far against the A's in 2021. Let me read that to you again. Astros are hitting 311, 15 jacks, 67 runs scored against the A's in 2021. They've got to figure out a way how to beat these Astros. Now, what will be interesting about this series is is after this series, they won't see each other again until the end of the year. So you got to make up some ground on what happened to you earlier this season on the road. Now, the A's have been pretty good on the road, but they haven't been very good in division. Now, I can't give you one bright spot. It's what Matt Chapman's doing. He's got a 21-game on base streak, hitting 3-0 run, six dingers, 18 RBIs during that time. But it can't just be one guy. The rest of this lineup, I mean, since Mark Canna has left this lineup, they have really struggled to score runs. And they have to be better. They have to be better in division. You can't win your division if you don't have a 500 record in the division. I mean, that's Captain Obvious, right? I mean, you got to play better in division. They've held their own against the East, 13 and 13. Against the Central, what? They're 12 and 2 against the Central. But they have just, and Interleague play, they're 8 and 5. They have just been bad in division, and they've been bad against teams that are over 500. That's where the A's are at this point, a little over the halfway mark. I know everybody's now excited. Commander Cody, you're excited. Matt Olson's going to be in the Home Run Derby. Are you excited about Coors Field and the Home Run Derby? How are you, Cody?
2: I'm great. Uh, back from Half Moon Bay, a nice little getaway for a couple of days. Uh, the weather was only really nice one day, and it was yesterday, so I'm glad it got to enjoy the beach yesterday. Uh, that was a calculated uh, day to go to the beach, and the sun came out at the very end, which was nice, but... Uh, Matt Olson one career home run at Coors Field, so hopefully he hits more than one career, one home run in the home run derby, which I think he will. It's going to be a good showcase for a lot of people because, you know, that was one of the quotes I saw from C. Uh, Berman's article for, from The Athletic about how just a lot of people don't watch East or see West Coast baseball, which I, I have to disagree because uh, how many All-Stars did the Giants have? How many All-Stars did the Dodgers have? The Angels had technically four All-Stars because Otani made it twice. And they had Jared Walsh Cameron too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, they had four, they had three all-stars. The Padres had four, four all-stars and I mean, come on. So people are watching West coast baseball. That's, I don't,
1: not, I, that's, that's kind of a weak old argument, you know, the, the whole, I mean, and, and, and trust me, if you cover baseball, you, you, you stay up late. You ask all these guys, they'll stay up late. They have to get up in the morning. They watch the highlight shows. They know who's good. You don't think they know, you really know about Fernando Tatis Jr.? Come on. You don't think they know what's going on in LA? They, they know. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, think about us. We don't really watch East Coast games. I'm not sitting around at four o'clock watching. We're, we're, we have a show going on. So it kind of works both ways if you think about it. Because let, let's just say the West Coast audience, most people at four o'clock are still at work. Yeah. And then they're driving home and you're not getting home till six, six 30. So the whole, the whole argument of oh, the East coast, they just don't pay attention. I don't necessarily buy that. We've had far too many Heisman trophy winners come out of the West coast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't tell me that when a football team is, is doing well, like back in the day, the 49ers with Joe Montana, people on the East coast were watching yeah, you know good. what's going on. If Tom Brady was playing for the Seattle Seahawks, everybody would be watching the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I, I don't necessarily buy that argument, and is it a great – is it is it a great showcase? I, I mean, now that Matt Olson's in it, I – but to be honest with you, I think the one – what was the year at Yankee Stadium where Josh Hamilton set the record? Did not win, but he set the record for most home runs in a round.
2: I think that was 2000 – I'm going to up right now. That would have been – I want to say, 2000, I would say 2008. So that was okay, – uh, now-
1: that's the last home run derby I've watched.
2: Yeah. So this I year, home run derby. this year, the home run derby is at Coursefield, field. As we know, the last A to participate in the home run derby was Matt Chapman. If we remember at uh progressive field in 2019.
1: Don't he, remember. Yeah, I, if you sure. would have asked me, who's the last one, I would have said, yo, and he's the
2: last one to win back to back years. The A's have had three. They've had, uh, the, we've had, the A's have had, uh, Three guys or two guys win the derby three times. McGuire, remember, won it once. So Olson's looking to maybe be the third player to win the uh, home run derby as an Oakland Athletic. Olson's the second left-handed hitter from the A's to participate in a home run derby, if my research is correct. Can you guess who the other guy was? that was left-handed.
1: Left-hander in the home run derby. I guess you'd have to go back to Giambi, right?
2: There, there you go. It was Giambi, two thousand one. Do you know John Jaha?
1: Nobody cares. You know, Nobody cares. Did
2: you know John Jaha was in the Home Run Derby? No, as an A? Yeah, yeah, 1999. John Jaha. Yeah, he was in there. But anyway, here's so here's what we have in the Home Run Derby so far this year. Uh, the Polar Bear, the defending champion, who's not an all-star in the Home Run Derby. Uh, Trevor Story, not in the all-star game, but the hometown guy in the Home Run Derby. Uh, Salvador Perez, who is an all-star in the Home Run Derby. Trey Mancini, not in the all-star game, but in taking place in the Home Run Derby. Shohei Otani, who's an all star both ways, and now Matt Olson. So there's two more guys still needed to be picked for the home run derby that we're looking for uh, for next Monday uh, Monday
1: night. They, 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 they ruined the event. It used to be a cool event. If you remember back, they'd have 10 guys, everybody, I think it was 10, 10 or eight guys, and you'd get up, you'd have one round, you got 10 outs. And then when you had 10 outs, you're done. And everybody hit once. And when it was over, you know, we all went bye-bye. And it was in the day, too. It wasn't even at night, if you remember back. Everybody would take BP. Guys would talk to the media. And then they would roll out Home Run Derby. And then it'd be be over. It wasn't even dark out. But for some reason, you know, obviously ESPN's made the big investment. And they want to try and capitalize as much as they can. They want to have the ratings because there's nothing going on in sports. Well, that's different this year because the NBA Finals will be going on, right?
2: Yeah, and we're, we're in game game five of the Stanley Cup, so that might be done. The NBA Finals starts tonight, game one. Suns, Bucks. And we know how one. the
1: NBA Finals works. You play one game, then you take a week off. And then you play two (laughs) games and you take three weeks off. I mean, the NBA finals, you want to talk about uh, not having any rhythm to it whatsoever, because it's not like, you know, normal playoffs because they do this ridiculous stuff with television. I mean, you can have two days off before you see another game. So we we haven't had a good rhythm to the NBA finals. I mean, it was it was bizarre covering the Warriors in the finals.
2: uh, Here's how it works. You got as people probably I mean, some people probably excited to see the Suns and and no Bucks
1: excited be- to see the well, sun. I mean, well,
2: they haven't been there since 1993, but th- I mean, Charles Barkley still on the team. I mean, there's, by the way, there's nobody playing any on either team that has any championship uh, experience. Like nobody has a, a ring. Uh, only Jay Crowder played in the NBA finals. It was last year, but game exec- one.
0: The,
1: hold on. The executives in New York are like, oh my God, we've got the Bucks against the suns. Got- how much, how much you want to bet? This will be the lowest Rated NBA Finals in years. Oh, probably. In probably. Year. First of all, you're, you're 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 in July where we're not used to watching basketball at this point, and you got the Bucks and the Suns.
2: The only saving things you, you have. Wait,
1: you, you wait. The only thing these finals are going to be. These finals are going to be horrifically bad.
2: The only thing that saves you is you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, but he's hurt. He he might not even play. He might not even play tonight or game two.
1: You literally could walk down the street and ask people if they know who this guy is and they don't.
2: So, game one tonight, game two Thursday, game three Sunday, game four Wednesday. So, it won't conflict with the all star break, game five Saturday. So, you go, it goes uh, tonight, Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, there are days
1: in between. They didn't get into that. They were taking I mean, as, as a fan, how, how do you get into? A series when there's so many days off. Look at it there's last so year.
2: Look at it last year. They were taking multiple days off when they're playing in a bubble in Orlando. They didn't even yeah. have to travel.
1: And by the way, it was a modern day worst ratings. You had you had LeBron James, you had the Lakers in the NBA finals, and it was a modern day low. If if LeBron James and the Lakers can't get ratings what do you think the Bucks suns is going to be? Yeah, well. The, the, Nobody's the, watching the NBA. I'm telling you, everything is down. Well, so many we, things are, Cody, so many things are down. The Oscars, the Golden Globes, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, I don't think, had ever gone down in my lifetime. And this was the lowest-rated Super Bowl this past Super Bowl since, what, like 2006 or something like that? This, this, this NBA Finals is going to be horrific well, sorry a sorry italian stallion joey livatore you've got his sons in the finals uh, I, I i i don't think that's going to be must watch tv well, i i i would even put maybe the home run derby up against it uh
2: well last time the last time the sons were in the nba finals joey wasn't even born yet so
1: well i'll tell you what for matt Olson, i i hope he finds a stroke in the next couple days because This has been tough to watch. When you talk about hitting 170, I mean, you don't want to be going into the all-star game where you're just, I mean, he's just pulling off the ball. He's not going the other way. Like, you know, when he got his average up over 300, he was letting the ball get deep. He was taking the ball the other way. He actually hit some ground balls to shortstop and base hits against the shift. But since then, man, wow. I mean, it it, it has been a struggle. Watching them offensively has been tough to watch. This has been, um, you know, you can all all get hot at the same time, and you can all get cold at the same time. But coming up next, I said this the other day. I don't know if you heard it, but I'm going to say it again. I like the fact the A's only have one all-star, and I'll tell you why next right here on A's Cast Live.
0: Streaming from the town, AceCast
2: Live continues with Chris Townsend.
1: Cody, have you seen these uh, new era hats that they're coming out with?
2: Uh, I saw people tweeting about them, but I haven't seen them yet.
1: I'm not a fan. Well, And and I and I love me some hats. Uh, I can guarantee you that's not a hat I'm going to be asking Boost to hold for me. I, don't, I, I haven't seen the A's version. I'm looking at the, let's see. It's got this weird font. It's got these different, I don't even know how to explain. I'm looking at the Angels, uh, Astros, Cubs. So they have like the, the different letters are in different fonts. It's just kind of a bizarre. I don't know if these are all star hats uh, seeing the Padres, the Cubs talking baseball on Twitter. Seems like New Era is just making MLB hats that they think people will talk about for better or worse at this point. <laughs> you got you got to get on Twitter and look at these hats. I'm like I I, I don't know I mean, I I, I understand you got to change stuff up because you're trying to sell stuff. Can you see him yet?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna pull
1: him up, New Era. Because wow, I you look yeah. at that, and I'm so. The thing for me about the All Star Game, and I don't know, guy guys are just so different now. These younger players.
2: Oh God, these are awful.
1: Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> I mean, look like how bad that is.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't. I've been a fan of any of the hats. I don't released. know.
1: I, I don't know how to explain it. You explain it. Uh,
2: it's just. The the font is um, it's multiple fonts. Yeah, I don't. I really don't care for it. I'm looking at the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Braves. Uh,
1: how would they even do the A's? Uh,
2: y- yeah, I don't know how you would do it.
1: Are they going to use athletics?
2: Well, I mean, I guess it's that how would you
1: wrap all the way around the hat.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if you remember if the ones they did earlier this year. They released like these city. I don't think they weren't city ones, but like they did it with like like uh, different area codes and stuff and they put just 510 on there for Oakland and then they put like palm trees. I'm sorry, when I think of Oakland, I don't think palm trees uh, first Wait, of all. You do
1: not see palm trees all around the Coliseum? No, I'm
2: sorry. I don't think of that when I when I
1: when I run, run right out of the asphalt of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You don't you you don't you've never seen those?
2: Yeah, it I mean just some of them are embarrassing. Just like uh they did the City Connect uniforms for the Giants. It was embarrassing. The Giants City Connect uniform was was terrible. I just I don't I don't get what we're, what we're trying to do with some of these, these new uh, uniforms and hats.
1: They're 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 trying to you know, it's trying to push product, but you know, hey, at least they're trying something. So, I said this in the clubhouse show the other day, and I doubt any of you were listening because it was the 4th of July, <laughs> and yes, the A's almost played a 3-hour baseball game that was one nothing. Was one nothing. 10 hits. Went two hours and 51 minutes. Do you realize if Seth Brown would have gotten on base, whether he walks, got a base hit, tied the game, the game would have easily been over three hours. And it was, at that point, a 1-0 ball game. I got to our barbecue, and which has a lot of A's fans, and everybody was like, I can't believe how long. Everybody was talking about it before I got there. How long the game was with one run. One run, not five, not 10, not an aviators game of 21 to 18. It was a one run game. But the point is, I hope, even though I don't know if it will be this way, that these guys get a chip on their shoulder. And at what point do we need to look at these guys and go, hey, maybe you guys should get a little angry. Maybe you should look at it that you won 97 games two straight years and that last year you won the division and you were on pace for another 97 wins and you've been in first place throughout this year and you got a good ball club and they gave you one stinking all-star, one. The Texas Rangers are terrible. They're already out of it. What are they? They They're three. What are they, 18 and a half games back? Sounds about right here. I'm I'm pulling this. Oh, I apologize. They're 19 games back. That's it. The Texas Rangers are 19 games back at 33 and 52, and they got three all-stars. I mean, if you look at the guy going tonight, Chris Bassett, right? The A's have won 13 of his last 15 starts. During that span, is this any good? He's 9-0 and with a 2.74 ERA. He has tossed 12 consecutive scoreless innings in back-to-back starts, and that guy's not good enough to get in the All-Star game. The guy's nine and zero in his last 15 starts, and he's not in the All-Star game. So I, I hope that clubhouse is kind of a little miffed. I mean, they're they're a fun-loving group, you know, by nature. But I'm just hoping at some point these guys look around and these guys get a little angry that they that. They're not getting a whole lot of respect. I mean, it, it, Matt Olson, okay. You're telling me Lou Trevino's not deserving?
2: He, he's, not, he's not better than the Aroldis Chapman in his 4.71 ERA.
1: Oh, did you see? There was an article today on CBSSports.com about how bad Chapman and your guy, Garrett Cole, have been oh. ever since they've taken away the substances. They're Garrett Cole. Different- they're different pitchers.
2: Garrett Cole has had his worst June since he was with the Pirates in 2017. That's how bad he's been. Oh, he got yeah. booed. He got booed out of his last start on Sunday, on Fourth of July. They had a they had a doubleheader against the Mets, which they lost the first game, and then they won the second one. He got booed out of his start. He couldn't even go through the. He couldn't even make it through the fourth inning. He got yeah. booed out of his start.
1: We we, we we knew that once once they warned all these guys and they told them stop. And these guys had to go, you know, cold turkey without using substances. And how much would this affect them? Not only their stuff, but affect them mentally. Like, if you've been using spider tac now for years, and you're Garrett Cole, and you just signed a record contract, and you've been dominant with this stuff, you, you, you know who's really good talking about this is Dallas Braden. You know, what what it does to your fastball, is it, it lets it stay at a certain level longer. You know, gravity is gravity. And when the ball comes out of your hand at some point, ball's going to start to go down. It's just the way it is. But with the spider tack or a super sticky grip, it allows the rotations of the ball to keep it on the same plane longer so it doesn't start to come down more because of gravity. And that's just your fastball. Now, if you're looking at a slider, if you're looking at a a, a curveball, the amount of times you can make that ball spin and faster, you know, the nastier the more the break of the pitch. You you know, re- remember when our 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 buddy, the pitching ninja, was putting all these different guys on Twitter? He still does, but some guys he doesn't use anymore. Some guys, you know, because You know, the pitching ninja was famous for, you know, showing the ball coming out of a pitcher's hand and then putting all these pitches together. And you kind of see as a hitter what it's like when it's his fastball versus a slider versus his split. And you'd see them all at once. You'd be like, wow, that guy's nasty. But what the pitching ninja wasn't telling you, how many of these guys were using foreign substances and now their breaking balls aren't. Hey, Jake Deakman's breaking ball isn't the same, right? I think, I mean, I I haven't been to Baseball Savant lately. Cody, if you went to Baseball Savant, I would bet money there's no way the spin rates for Jake Diekman are the same as they were before they told these guys to stop using the stuff.
2: Uh, When I looked before, when you and I were talking about it, um, I haven't looked at his last couple outings. When we looked at it before, his numbers were down. Not like, you know, tremendously, but they were down. They were down. They, were, I mean, but everyone's number. A lot of guys' numbers were down. But I mean, this is a guy that relied on his slider a lot. I think the only and one where his
1: and that slider was like a frisbee. Yeah, I mean, the way he threw that thing and how hard it was, and as a left-handed hitter, you just had really no shot. Are you looking at it right now?
2: Yeah, you have to give me a second because I'm gonna. I have to go to his, the game. Um, I have to remember how to do the game by game.
1: Now I don't think a lot of people care. Once again, yeah. uh, do
2: you remember what was the last game? Deakman, last game, Jake Deakman pitched in. Do you remember?
1: It would have been over the weekend. He pitched, uh, didn't pitch Sunday. He pitched in uh, Saturday's extra inning game.
2: Okay. I was, I was, I was going to say, I thought he, I thought he pitched in Saturday's game, the extra
1: inning game. Hey, by the way, this was a good series. I mean, you, I mean, you look to see how evenly matched the Red Sox, and the A's were all the way down to Sunday, where it was a one nothing game. I mean, for the most part, this was a really this this was a series. These are two good teams that I'm not going to be shocked if there's a playoff series between the Red Sox and the A's. And now the rumors are starting to come back, come out with the Cubbies having lost ten in a row ever since that no hitter. Wow, they've lost 10 in a row. They got to start thinking, okay, what are we going to do? Are you? Is it now time to go into full re, re, reboot mold? So, or I should say mode. Craig Kimbrell's out there. And rumors are starting to look at two teams that could be potential suitors for these, for Craig Kimbrell the closer, a historic closer when you look at his numbers. That could be the A's and the Astros. Can you imagine getting Craig Kimbrell and Rosenthal comes back to go with what Lou Trevino's doing now? Where we talk about power arms coming out of the bullpen, that plays in postseason play? That would be amazing. How different would the A's look? How different? I really would anybody, but how different would the A's look to everybody nationally if Trevor Rosenthal comes back and you have Craig Kimbrell? What would you give up for that?
2: Kimbrell, I looked. He has a team option for next year, so it's going to be tricky. Plus, the
1: Cubs are. You could hey, you could flip Kimbrel after the playoffs. That's true.
2: Or you can decline his option and make him a free agent.
1: I mean. It's about this year. You're not. You're. I'm not even thinking about 2022.
2: Plus, he's having a re- he's having a really good year. He's 33. Do you know what his ERA is on the year? I mean, he is an All Star. He has 20 saves. He has a .59 ERA this year. 53 strikeouts in 30 and two thirds
1: innings. And he's blowing smoke again. And that's what that's exactly what every team needs. Uh, if if the Rays have taught anybody anything, that power arms coming out of the bullpen are a must in the postseason you've got to have guys that they don't pitch to contact you strike guys out with the days off because of TV you can rest these guys more in the postseason and you know if you if you're playing in high leverage situations in the postseason and you got guys in there throwing 88 miles an hour I don't like your chances now if you guys you got guys throwing 98 to 100. To a hundred and one hundred and two, I like your chances better.
2: Yeah, and I'd like the year he's having because the the Cubs were performing very well. Remember, you and I were arguing about uh, Blumberg supposed to call us, so I just texted him. Oh, okay. So I'm waiting to see what he says back. Uh, Kimbrel was the, the Cubs were in first place, and then they started they started having a little tailspin a little bit, and then the Brewers took over, and now the Brewers are they're kind of running away with the division. And here the Cubs are in a the tailspin; they're now under five hundred, lost ten in a row, and you could probably get Kermel for not as much as you expect. I think Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo or someone's going to cost more money. So adding those guys, adding him to your bullpen, he has championship experience. He's a guy that can, you know, bring the, the velocity at the end of the bullpen. He's a guy you definitely want to add at the end of the year if you're the A's or the Astros.
1: Well, I don't know, man. I mean, if they know that Bryant and Baez and these guys are going to walk and they just want to get something for them, who knows? Blummer, how are you?
3: I'm good, Tony. How you been, man?
1: We were actually talking about you the other day as a big trade acquisition of the Chicago White (laughs) Sox, and we're talking about, hey, at the time maybe people didn't think it was the biggest deal, but next thing you know, you're in a statue there on the south side of Chicago.
3: Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up, and trust me, Kenny Williams was wondering about that trade until I took that swing too.
1: (laughs) Well, it, it worked out, didn't it?
3: Hey, that's all that matters. You know, if it wasn't for Bob Milano at University of California teaching me how to switch hit, I would have never hit that home run. So it always comes back to the roots in the Bay Area. But, yeah, it it was meant to be. And I was very grateful for the fact that I was in Chicago at that time.
1: You know, rumors are out there right now. And, of course, the A's and Astros are both looking for bullpen help right now. I mean, how nice, whether it's the A's or the Astros, uh, with the Cubs losing 10 in a row, picking up like a Craig Kimbrell, how big would that be for either of these organizations?
3: Yeah, it's kind of funny that you said that, because I've actually had a couple of friends and uh, people who watch the Astros games kind of saying, you know, who out there would be available to go out there and pick up. And I mean, if you could pick up a guy like Craig Kimbrell and put him in, put him back in a situation where his innings really start to count, and there's some intensity involved, I would imagine you'd probably get a guy that would go out there and be lights out for you. And I, and having a guy who's had experience in the postseason, he's had experience in big markets. He's had experience in crucial situations and has the history that he has. And you put him on a winning team that is out there built to, you know, win a, not just a division, but to hopefully win a, a pennant out there in the American league between these two teams. Why wouldn't you go out there and just kick the tires and see if you could pull something like that off because he'd be a huge asset.
1: Yeah, the Cubs situation has just been, you know, weird for a while. They got some really good players, but they don't like their own players. They expected more championships. They only got the one. Uh, You know, people are going to be kicking the tires on Baez and Brian and Rizzo. Uh, If you were around the Cubs, what what would you do?
3: I, I would go ahead and try and make a sell for it and just to see what I could get back as far as prospects because I think that's kind of the trend, you know, when Theo Epstein left, you kind of lost the identity of what the Cubs were going to be. And I think they're trying to figure that out right now. And I'm not sure, you know, if players kind of reacted to that saying, okay, maybe this isn't going to be the spot where we go out. We made our run. We got our rant ring in 2016, but past that, you know, are they going to be able to sustain a big winning window? And here we are, you know, five years removed from that. And it seems like it's about time to go ahead and jettison some of these veterans and bring in some fresh young talent and give Dave Ross, you know, a a whole new young roster or something to build around. But uh, if those pieces are available, they've got some real opportunity to get some good prospects in return. Because like you just said, I mean, these are, these are high value, very good ball players that might be available.
1: You know, when I think about the all-star game, obviously it's an honor to go, but there's a lot that goes into it. How nice is it for players to be able to say, I'm taking the break. I'm going home, I'm sleeping in my own bed, I get to see my kids. All-Star game's great, but sleeping in your own bed is also great.
3: Yeah, I I wish I had the luxury of being thoroughly annoyed by being an All-Star one time. (laughs) Just one time is all I would have asked. Uh, But, you you know, these guys that go and the demands that are being put on on these players for a 162-game schedule, I do get it and having talked to a lot of these guys, you know, your your time is precious to you when you're playing such a demanding schedule like baseball has to offer. And then you put that all-star game in the middle of the season where, you're, you know, some of that time off is so valuable. A lot of these teams are going to be at 85, 86 games. And if you could get four days off your feet and just let the legs rest, let the arm rest and, and come back rejuvenated, recharged for that stretch run when you're trying to go for a pennant would probably mean a lot to these guys. And you guys know this as well as I do. You know, all these teams have analytics for a lot of numbers. They also have it for health. You know, there's some health data that's out there that says, you know, if you can take some time off your legs, it's only going to make you better down the stretch. And I'm sure a lot of teams and players are looking at that right now. But still, I would imagine it's, it's a great honor for those guys to get res- the respect of being an all-star. But if they could add a couple more days off of those guys, it'd be nice.
1: Yeah, with StatCast, I mean, you you pretty much can chart anything, and you now know how much (laughs) each player is running. I mean, you think if you play all your games at the Oakland Coliseum, you know, Matt Chapman going from third to the dugout, Every inning is far different from like Ramon Laureano or Steven Piscotty coming from center field and right field. And they can chart how much you cover, how much you're running. Uh, And and that's kind of new, but I think it's kind of important too to know, Hey, which guys are, they've been running so much. These guys need a breather.
3: Yeah. The the days of suck it up are are long gone. You know, now it's, it's, are you okay? Can you go another day? Because you're right. You know, I know for a fact when the Astros go to, uh, through Oakland and you talk about guys like Michael Brantley, who's, you know, at 33, 34 is one of the older guys on the team. And he's got to run all the way out to left field three, three straight days. There's going to be a DH day on that fourth day. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, but you're right in the sense that they do track a lot of movement with, with those guys out there and uh, they're using it to their benefit. And they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't see the, you know, the dividend of them getting those days off.
1: Well, you mentioned Michael Brantley. My God, this guy, it seems like he hits like eight hundred against the A's. He's hitting three forty this year. I I, mean, I can't ima- I can't even I can't even imagine what Cleveland was thinking letting this guy go. Just talk about, you know, as a hitter, what a treat he is to watch.
3: So when he was with the Cleveland Indians, you'd go through there or they would come through our ballpark and you'd go, Oh my gosh, here's that Michael Brantley guy again. And he would just real quietly get two hits a night and leave your ballpark, you know, hitting 500 in a series with about three or four RBIs. And you're going, man, wouldn't it be nice to have that guy on your team? And now we've had him for a good three years now. And even the threat of him signing somewhere else after playing here for two years, we were like, no, but uh, he came back and he's been better this year. Uh, He's got one of the best left-handed swings I've ever seen. And if you could give me nine Michael Brantleys in this analytic age where everybody is shifting, uh, I, my team would be the best team out there because he has an unbelievable ability to to use what you're doing against him against you, and that's what makes him just one of the best pure hitters I've ever seen. Uh, he's one of the most laid back. He's one of the most smart. Uh, he's a great guy in the clubhouse, and just all the way around, you couldn't have asked for a better guy or hitter to be in your lineup. But, yeah, him, watching him on a daily basis gives me a whole new respect for what he goes out and does every day.
1: When's Bregman going to get back?
3: Um, I think everybody around here is hoping kind of after the all-star break, uh, you know, he, I think rushing him back beforehand might be a little bit of a stretch because he's had issues with his hamstrings from spring training on. And then, uh, you know, the left quad, maybe a compensatory injury where he was trying to use that quad to cover up maybe the issues with the hamstring. And now you're just in the mode, I think, of just get to hundred percent because we're playing good baseball the team has the American league lead or the American league West uh, division lead. So if we can get through these next six days, give them another four days off during the all-star break and make sure that he is a hundred percent for that uh, stretch run towards uh, July, August and September, I think they're going to err on that side of caution. So maybe after that all-star break sometime, probably relatively quick.
1: Yeah. The reality is we're dealing with it with Mark canna right now and his hips and his lower yeah. back is, there, there's just certain injuries and you can talk to this, that the only thing you can really do to get better is rest and not play.
3: Yeah. You know, it goes back to that suck it up thing. I was talking about in the past guys would try and find a, you know, try and out milligram the injury and try and go out there and play a little bit more. But you know, this day and age where they're so intent on making sure guys are healthy. And I think players are a little more aware of their health too, because, if you're going to go out there and earn a contract, you've got to make sure that you're playing at 100%. You can put up the numbers to get paid. And, you know, it only helps the ball club, too, when you're healthy. But certain injuries, I just think that you cannot try and push. You know, lower backs, uh, you know, big muscles, the, the hamstrings and the quads. Those are things you just can't try and play through because they have a tendency to linger. And the more they linger, the worse they get. And eventually they, uh, they, they put you on the injured list at, in, at a bad time. And I think it's better for these guys to make sure they're 100% before they come back, especially when you're playing. Again, if you're if you're playing for a team that's out of it, hey, take your time or push through it, whatever you want to do. But if you're on a team like the age of the Astros, uh, you better come back and make sure you're uh, ready to be put in the middle part of that lineup.
1: You know, Boston was just in town, so we got to see the Red Sox. And uh, I've been saying this on the postgame show, that when you look at Boston, you look at Tampa, you look at Toronto – I guess you can throw the, the Yankees in there, White Sox, Cleveland, Astros, A's, maybe just maybe Seattle. You know, there's a lot of teams that got a shot at this thing, but I don't see any of these teams being like the perfect, complete team. I, I think it's really kind of it's just who gets hot. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. How do you see the American League?
3: No, I completely agree, and that's why you see teams going back and forth, beating each other up, uh, and, and it creates opportunity for teams like Tampa Bay to still be in it because they have the depth of the organization, and you've got the Boston Red Sox who are playing much better with Alex Corey, and they're putting him in the, in the right spots, but it goes back to what you just talked about with some of these teams getting towards that trade deadline because I think everybody else recognizes the fact that, yes, we could fight this thing out, but do we have enough in our organization to go out there and create an opportunity to make that next step and get better than the Boston Red Sox? Find, get, find pitching that could neutralize a Rafael Devers or some of the guys in their lineups. So, you know, is is Craig Timbrell an answer in Oakland to offset some of the right-handed hitters here in Houston? You know, I think that's where a lot of people, you might be right in that sense, where other teams are recognizing that and kind of seeing where – where and how they could go out there and make themselves just a step better to be able to put themselves a little bit deeper into that playoff situation.
1: We joke all the time that the Blue Jays could be the best team in New York. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I like that. It's crazy to think that it's basically going to be two years that they never even play in their home ballpark. How crazy is that?
3: It's crazy and it's also sad too. I mean, I understand the circumstances of a pandemic and the security issues and the safety issues and and making sure that everything is right, but you know, ultimately, you know, the, yes, the players are going to pay the price because they have not been able to play in their home ballpark and use the advantages of being in Rogers Center. But I always go back and think about think about the 30,000, you know, fans that want to show up and watch Bo Bichette, Cavan Vigio, Vladimir Guerrero. They're watching these guys perform at peak levels in an incredible year where numbers are going up for them and they're competing for that American League East title and they don't get to watch. That's probably the, one, the Probably the hardest thing for me to see in that ball club is knowing that they don't get to play at home in front of their fans and really get to be embraced by a great city like Toronto.
1: Yeah, and it's truly one of the great stops each year on the baseball Yeah. Calendar. Speaking of, of traveling, have they said anything to you guys when they think you guys might start traveling?
3: Next year. Yeah, we, we got to confirm that we are not going to travel this year. So a little bit of disappointment in that. But the hope for next year is uh, that we'll be on the road, be able to get out there to the Bay Area and see some family and friends.
1: Well, you know, we watch your games all the time. You guys are doing a great job. And I just know how tough it is to cut. You know, I was with uh, Ken Korak yesterday and we were talking about just, you know, how tough it is to call baseball of all sports off a monitor. It's just not easy.
3: It's not easy at all. And, and you're, when you're on the road and you know this, having, having seen the global views, you you fall victim of, you know, of what that home stadium is sending you. And uh, you could, I bet you could use your imagination and try and understand some of the visuals that we're seeing on our home, on on our home broadcast of visiting fans and some of their, some of their uh, imaginative imaginative, uh, signs that they have put up for Houston Astro players that end up on our on our show is kind of tough, so that makes it a little bit tougher. And then, like you said, I mean, we miss a pitch here, we miss a play there, we don't have a replay, uh, we don't have a you know a, a good angle of a great play that one of our guys makes, and it makes it extremely tough. And uh, you know, I'm glad that fans don't notice the difference, but you know, guys like you and I, we have a certain amount of pride in what we do, and we can recognize the differences in being able to call it off a monitor or in person.
1: Hey, you know, one thing, let's end on this. And, and one thing that uh, we talk with Ray Fossey all the time, just the catchers and the pitchers with their cards and with guys on second base, it drives Fossey nuts. And it's like, we're now acting, we're, we're now acting like every base runner is a, is a code cracker and every base runner is the FBI. It's like, are we getting a little out of hand with, with, with protecting our signs?
3: Yeah, you know what? The paranoia is real and it's out there. And, uh, you, you know, we all know that it, it, it started a long time ago and then was really enhanced in, in one particular year that I, don't, I probably don't need to bring up. But, yeah, there is a certain paranoia out there that everybody needs to have this, uh, you know, NSA type sign decoding ring. And then, you know, we have the TSA coming out and checking pictures after every inning. So, yeah, it, we're in an interesting stage of baseball right now, to say the least.
1: Well, yeah, spin rates are down. We're seeing that all over baseball, but at some point, uh, (laughs) the paranoia gets a little old. Blummer, you're one of our favorites. Thank you so much for stopping by. Have a great all-star break, and we'll talk to you in the second half.
3: No, I appreciate you, Tony. Always a good opportunity for me to be on with you guys out there in the Bay Area. I appreciate you, too.
1: The great Cal Bear. See you, Blummer. Take care. That's big acquisition. By the Chicago White Sox that helped win them a World Series, and where did they play that World Series? The South Side. The South Side, not the North Side. The South Side.
2: Uh, well, do you want some? Do you want some bad news about the South Siders? They lost another guy. Yasmani Grandal is going to be out for four to six weeks with a, an injury. Oh my God. So, him, Eloy Jimenez, he gone. And,
1: and, and Robert. R-
2: Luis Robert, the French Cuban, he gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'll never Gr- forget that Uh no, it's robert <laughs>
2: yeah yes money grandal he gone nick madrigal he gone and they're selling for they're selling his place by six games over Cle- over ray fossey's cleveland indians
1: <laughs> yes six <laughs> detroit's ten and a half minnesota 13 when's minnesota gonna start selling
2: uh well they by the way they only had one all-star do you know who their all-star was
1: yeah, it's Nelson Cruz, Very the guy nice. that I want on the A's.
2: Yeah, uh, they're gonna well, if they they're gonna start so Jose Barrios is the guy that uh, people are gonna start looking at. That's the guy that I think that's gonna be really, really interesting. Look, coming down to the, the you know July thirtieth, is that are they gonna keep him or trade him? Because that's a really interesting one.
1: Well, I, I mean, is anybody really more interesting than the Cubs? Though they've lost ten in a row, they're forty two and forty three. They are only eight and a half games back. You know, you're you're one stretch away from from reeling in like a, 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 a nice four game set against the Brewers. You could reel them back in. You just got swept by the Brewers. I know. <laughs> I know. But you're only eight and, a half, eight and a half. What? Hell, the A's. We've been 13 back and won the division. Why do you so, hate? why
2: do you hate my Brewers so much?
1: Your That's Brewers right. are not that great.
2: There's, they're always,
1: they're only the, the Cubs. The Cubs got some interesting names. You want a third baseman, you want a shortstop, you want a first baseman. These guys are not normally out there at the trading deadline. All-star, World Series champion type players. Where 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 normally you can't find and 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 it's almost like you could get them kind of on the cheap. By the way, what time are we out today?
2: Uh I do, I forgot pregame starts at 4:10. So we still have a couple more minutes.
1: Okay. So we, uh, Blumber, a good dude. I love having him on. Are we having him for pregame?
2: Yeah, he'll be our pregame guest today. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I'm looking at the NL Central standings, and just the Brewers are up by six games over. Not the Cubs, but the Cincinnati Reds are now the second place team in the Central. I mean, what is what is with St. Louis? I mean, uh, I mean, they're in buying or selling. If you want to do buying or selling, they're in there. I mean, I mean. I'll just ask you, um, are they the most disappointing team in baseball? Who, the Cubs? No, the Cardinals.
1: Um, I think the I think the Twins are on the phone. I mean,
2: um I mean, the Cardinals went out and got Nolan Arenado. They're 42 and 44. They have a minus 39 run differential. Um, I'm pretty sure they lost a series against the Rockies over the weekend in Colorado.
1: I I I would say this that there were mixed feelings about the NL central from a lot of different people. I think most people believe the twins would win the central and they'd be chased by the white Sox. I don't remember anybody saying the twins were going to be 35 and 48 and 13 and a half games back heading up to the all-star game. A lot of people picked them to win the division. So if I had to pick like biggest, you know, Maybe the Yankees are on the phone too when you're spending all that money and you're basically a 500 ball club. And you know, all the East Coast Hawks, had some had them winning the World Series. They're 10 and a half games back. Uh, I don't think, I think anyone had St. Louis winning in the World Series.
2: Yeah, the, the Yankees, uh, ugh, my, I don't, I don't, they're, I mean, Luke Voigt's not hitting. Uh, the only guy on the team hitting is Aaron Judge. And well, he's an all star, he's actually a starter in the all star game. But yeah, there's a lot of disappointing teams in baseball. You mentioned the Twins, the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Angels are definitely up there. Remember, everyone hey, they're going to win the division. The Angels are going to win the division. God. The only reason the Angels are floating above water is because Shohei Otani is doing what he's doing. It's off- a home run every game. Offensively, not what Shohei Otani's is doing on the mound. It's what he's doing offensively.
1: Uh, there's there's there's. Uh, Problem's going to be for the A's, for the Astros, and for everybody who's good. We talked to David Force about this last Friday. There's going to be a lot of teams looking for the same stuff. So if you're a seller right now, I think you're in in a pretty good spot, especially if you got an arm. If you got an arm, whether it's a starter or a back-of-the-bullpen kind of guy, and you're a seller, I think you're loving life right now. You're not loving life because you're losing, and losing's miserable. But, you know, you know, these teams are probably going to have to, since there's so many buyers, I mean, you got to think, okay, who are the buyers going to be? We'll just go down the standings. Boston's going to be a buyer. Tampa, probably not. They've already bought. Um, Maybe Toronto, Yankees, White Sox, Cleveland, Houston, Oakland, maybe Seattle, maybe even the Angels. Uh, Mets. Nationals, Braves, Phillies, Brewers, Giants, Dodgers, Padres, all these teams could be buyers and they're all going to be going up against each other and they're all looking for basically the same stuff. That's why this trading deadline is not going to be easy.
2: Yeah. Well, the Brewers and, uh, was it the Brewers and Blue Jays made a trade today? Rowdy Talez, their big first baseman, was traded to the Brewers for Trevor Richards. Um, so, that's why it was a very curious uh, move. That another another first baseman added for the Brewers. So, but I'm I'm just am the the trade line is going to be fascinating because there's so many starting pitchers that could be moved. Like Sonny Gray's name keeps being floated around, but the Reds are in contention. Why would you trade them? But I guess if you can get something for in return for him, like Cassiano's name keeps getting thrown around. But if you're the Reds and you think you can get something for these guys, why wouldn't you try moving them? But the Reds actually have a half-decent farm system, I guess.
1: But. <laughs> you know who they've tried to move recently is Joey Votto. And no yeah. one wants to take him. Well, yeah. Nobody. Right now, the top story on MLB.com is about the training deadline. And I can imagine if you need a third baseman and you can pick up Chris Bryant, how big that would be. I mean... There's there there's some names out there. Now these are not guys the A's are gonna be A's are looking for pitching. Unless you can get and I love the idea of getting Nelson Cruz. Cause just going into like today's action before we get to buying or selling. I mean, look at these Astros. Altuve's hitting two eighty four. Brantley's hitting three forty, Gurriel's hitting three twenty-two, Jordan Alvarez, he's back from uh the paternity list he's hitting 300 Carlos Correa 298 I mean then you look at our guys 217 225 211 228 234 229 I mean come on and this is why the Astros have scored more runs than anybody else because you know what they do Cody
2: well they hit and they get on they base They hit and they get on base
1: Let's, uh, let's do a little buying or selling.
2: Okay. Let me, sorry. I wasn't prepared. Clearly
0: it's time for buying or selling sell, sell. right now with Chris Townsend on ACE cast
2: live. All right. So we'll do, uh, we'll do a couple here. Um, The Mets are focused on a third base as the position to upgrade their struggling offense at the trade deadline, according to league sources. The team is engaged in in very preliminary talks with the Minnesota Twins, which I saw the other day, who might trade Josh Donaldson. Those conversations have not yet progressed, but Donaldson is a clear possibility for the Mets. It's not clear if the Cubs will trade Chris Bryant, but who knows? Two factors will complicate the Mets' efforts to make an impactful trade. They're not interested in trading for a few of their top prospects they have in their system, according to sources, and they still prefer to remain under the $210 million luxury tax. But their internal calculations, they are less than $10 million shy of that number. Donaldson is, a, is in the second season of a four-year, $92 million contract. Adding him would push the Mets over the luxury tax unless they can unload other salaries in a deal. Buying or selling the Mets will go out and get Josh Donaldson at the trade deadline.
1: Well, their owner talked a big game, right? And he's got big time hedge fund money. What's he worth? $16 billion or something like that? Yeah, it sounds all right. Yeah, he, he talked a big game about going to get players. Well, that's chump change for a man that, and uh, an organization that has that kind of money. This isn't the Will Pump family anymore. You know, the, the, those cheap guys, they're, they, you know, they go. gone. So you want to show New York, you want to be, you want to be, You know, with the Yankees, and make some noise as the Yankees are struggling to be 500. You pick up a guy like Josh Donaldson. That's 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 a big time score because Donaldson is gonna hit, no matter where he goes. My man JD is gonna. And is he really that expensive? Problem with Chris Bryant is he's gonna be a free agent. You know, you know. In business, you always like to know what your cost is going to be, right? How much? How much am I guaranteeing to these players? I mean, you got the built-in cost with Donaldson. You have no idea because I, I got to think Bryant's a a Boris guy, right? Oh yeah, he
2: is. Yeah, uh...
1: so you have no idea what he's gonna. You have no idea what he's gonna end up costing you. He's gonna cost you picks because I don't think Donaldson costs you anything. I think you can give a bag of balls for Josh Donaldson. Twins just want you to take the salary. It's a salary dump.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we can see if they if they move on from last one quickly, because we got to get out of here in like less than two minutes. They are 23 and 63. They're already the first team to have a 13 game losing streak and a 17 game losing streak that began this close together since the 1899 Cleveland Spiders, according to Jason Stark of the Athletic. They were 15 to 13 back in May. They are already 31 games back in the NL West. The Pirates have 31 wins on the season, so they already have as many they are as many games back as the Pittsburgh Pirates have wins on the season. Um, they did snap their 24 game losing streak on the road against the Padres. They have a negative 126 run differential. Yet they do have they have to score. More runs on the more runs than New York Yankees. Yes, I'm talking about Torrey Lovellos, Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they are on pace to become the third team in history to lose at least 117 games. Buying or selling, the oh. Arizona Diamondbacks will lose 117 games this season.
1: Our man Tori is in trouble.
2: Oh, well, he's in last year of his deal, but.
1: Yeah, he's in trouble. They're 23 and 63, 31 games out. Oh, man. I, I, I hate to say I'm going to buy that because, you know, they're just going to get worse. Losing like this, it just gets worse you don't turn it around and the summer gets long and the players are starting to think about the off season. You start playing for yourself. I mean, you're already playing for your you're 31 games out, right? You're playing for your, uh, as, as the cliche would go, you're playing for your back of the baseball card right now. You're not playing to win games for the D backs. No, no one's no one's been this horrific losing wise since the Cleveland Spiders. Yeah,
2: 18, 13 game losing streak, and then seventeen games. That's that's not good. <laughs> that's
1: that is now. Who are we playing next?
2: Uh, we're just gonna. I'm gonna play some commercials, and then we're gonna lead it up to uh, A's Total Access at four ten.
1: As I get you ready for a little A's and Astros, oh. as Chris Bassett is nine and zero in his last fifteen starts, and he doesn't make the All Star game. Are you kidding me? I hope these guys got a chip on their shoulder, and I hope they start turning around because they better start hitting because we know the Houston Astros are going to bring it. One of the best rivalries in baseball right now, even though – do you know how much uh, – did I read you how well Houston's done against A's pitching so far this year? Well, I know I know that they've scored,
2: uh, what is it, 65 runs already this year? They've hit 311. 67 fi- runs.
1: Fifty seven uh, They've hit 311. 15 homers, and they've scored 67 runs against the A's in 2021.
2: Hey, the A's are 2-1 and one in Houston, though, so you got that going for you.
1: Well, all starts today, baby. You <laughs> want to reel them in. You're three and a half games back. All right, thank you, everybody, for listening. We want to thank our, our buddy Blummer in Houston for stopping by A's Cast Live, and we'll see you at 410 for A's Total Access.